With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Join the Ranks, everybody, your mini-ship Dynasty baseball podcast for the Dynasty Guru, where we chat baseball and you win some big cake. I'm Taylor Case, your host, and uh, we're getting a podcast in this weekend. Actually, it's Friday night. Uh, Close enough, but count that as a major win. Joining me, as always, is my excellent co-host, the man with no Dynasty equal, Mr. Joe Garino. Mr. Joe, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Just, you know, getting getting used to the season starting and a lot of drafts. So just getting used to that mostly. Yeah, I hear you. Like yeah. we were talking about beforehand, I'm I'm kinda with you. I'm I'm almost drafted out. I still have a couple left, but I uh man. Yeah. Like between mock drafts and real drafts cl- closing in on twenty and uh that's a that's a ton for me. Mm-hmm. I almost I would almost say it was too much, except that I loved every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like I always over sign up. Like right when the season ends, I'm like, yeah, I want to yeah. get on every league possible, <laughs> and yeah. I want to draft. And then, like, I get so excited when the first couple come up, and then after those first couple, I'm like, uh, I don't really want to do this <laughs> all that much. So, yeah. I'm hoping that second win or third or fourth win kicks in as soon as April 1st hits and I'm like ready to go. I I imagine I'm not going to be able to sleep March 31st uh, going into the season. We yeah. Pumped. Yeah, I feel that. I think I'm, I'm going to be the same. I'm really looking forward to being able to watch like actual baseball. So that'll be really cool. Totally. Spring training is cool, but uh, there's nothing that you can't, you can't beat the real thing. Yeah. I'm also really tired of um, like, watching players who probably aren't going to do anything um, get like hyped on Twitter and they're like, better watch out for this guy. And I'm like, I don't know, man, like <laughs> how, how excited can you be about Joe Kim Soria? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It, it's kind of tough. I, there's a lot of conversation about that. I see that on Twitter. It kind of like uh, how much do spring, tr- spring training stats matter, but uh, everybody's got their own opinion about it. I think some things matter and some, don't but you know just i'm just ready for a real game i'm with you yeah i'm I'm hype all right let's do it let's stop being downers and get to our uh sleeper draft picks for the uh for this year um based on nfbc this year but before we get into that uh we'll do a quick ad read for fifth element Fifth Element is an ultra-high milligram CBD focused on relief and recovery after workout. It's specifically designed for people with an active lifestyle, from weekend warriors to professional athletes to bucket list gym enthusiasts to dynasty baseball dad nerds like myself. 
Fifth element, aka 5E, is full-spectrum high milligram hemp to help you whenever and wherever you need it. Get yours today to feel better tomorrow by visiting 5ehemp.com and use the code DYNASTY to get 50% off. That's right, 50% as in half off. Check it out at 5ehemp.com and use the code DYNASTY. That's the number five, the letter E, hemp.com. All right, like I said, and uh, thank you for the idea, by the way, or for reminding me that we had talked about this whenever ago. I don't know I don't know when we talked about it, but uh, yeah, we're going to do a little 2021 sleeper draft, so kind of a post-300, post-400, however. Actually, you have written out post-300. I think that's great and for uh, NFBC 2021 ADP. We'll pick somebody from each roster spot, so everybody in the infield, a couple outfielders, a couple starters, and a relief pitcher. Uh, we're not going to do a bench. I think that's a good call. We'll just blast through this, get everybody, get a sleeper at each position, and uh, yeah, just go back and forth a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I I remember when I like came up with this idea, I was extremely ex- excited to like try it out on the show, and now like and now I think it's like the perfect time because I feel like everyone's like at least their redrafts are likely in the next like two weeks or something. I feel like redrafts usually happen later than regular drafts, so I'm excited. Should oh, be fun. Yeah, totally, totally. I think this is going to be the one that uh, my redraft homies are going to want to listen to because they're all actually most of mine are happening in the next 10 days so yeah get a leg up everybody listen up these are the people i'll be these are the people (laughs) i'll be going after or more importantly be listening to the ones joe goes after so either way all right let's do it we'll start with you man we'll uh who you taking first in our uh post 300 draft all right i'm gonna take um I am going to take a starting pitcher, Mitch Keller, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I'm going to plug him in for mine. I really, I've been a big Mitch Keller fan for a long time. He's got an ADP. I think he ranks at what 308, which is uh, pretty good. Um, you know, he's like going to probably be like the most consistent starter on a bad team and he's not going to get you many wins but he's had like really really strong peripherals every year that he's been in the majors and like when he's pitched he's been really good former top prospect after rank 300 that's pretty good yeah his upside is definitely well He's tough for me. I, I haven't I haven't rostered him in a long time. Cause I feel like I've every time I have I've gotten significantly burned. Um, but I see people hyping him up this year and kind of feel like I might be missing the boat on him. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think like I mean, this is a guy you could realistically grab in the last round of your draft. That's like the whole point of this right here is like yeah. you know imagine like i mean being imagine being able to grab a guy who could have like you know like decent like ratios for you in the last round it's pretty cool definitely definitely yeah. all right who are you taking i'm going going with the position that i typically typically wait on or try to snag somebody with multiple or multi eligibility and this guy doesn't have it but I still think he's going to be a good source of you know, quite a few categories. This is Jonathan Scope on the Tigers, second base, who 
from what I can tell, is going to be the the everyday cleanup hitter. On you know, not a obviously not a great lineup, but there's going to be a lot of at bats. I think he could easily fall into 25 homers, and that's not easy to find at that position that late, in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I'm going to scoop him up pretty much everywhere I can, and I have in a couple places. I like that pick. I like that pick a good bit. I think he yeah. could be like not a total batted, batting average suck either. Like even if he batted somewhere in between 250 and 260, like that's that's pretty good. I'll, yeah, I'll take that that late in the draft. That is really good. Yeah, like being able to just get that kind of value, I really like that. I think it could yeah. be. I think that could really pay off. All right, who you got next? All right, I think I'm gonna. Um, I think I'm going to follow you up actually with the second baseman and I'm going to take, uh, Luis Arise from the, uh, from the twins. Um, uh, you know, I think he's one injury away from consistent playing time. And I think that the twins probably are going to want to get him regular playing time. He's got an ADP of, where is he? 376. So that's, uh, that's pretty decent. Um, you know, you're going to be able to grab him in the, like, you're going to be able to grab him and he's a nice little source of batting average. I think he's like the highest projected batting average by most systems. Um, yeah. Like if they gave him like enough plate appearances, I'm sure he'll like, I'm sure he's like the favorite to win the batting title. So that'd be sweet. Yeah. If you're in like a roto league (laughs) or something and you're looking for some batting average and like you see in like, you're maybe you're in like a league that lets you move players in and out every day um having a rise on your bench would be like really good because he'll help you boost your batting average and then maybe you can like supplement that with like drafting guys like miguel Sano or joey gallo who are going to hit a lot of home runs um but are going to hit for low averages but it's okay because you're going to get like three to four hundred plate appearances potentially of Luis rice totally Another player that I might be missing the boat on, but uh, I find myself saying that just kind of, maybe we need to do a FOMO episode at some point. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, that might be a good one. Yeah. Um, no, I really like I really like the player, and I, I, hope, he, oh, I hope he plays enough. Yeah. All right, my next one is going to be Elvis Andrews going 344 shortstop for the A's uh, if you've been living under a rock. Uh, another source, you know, another a guy who seems to be slated for hype in, in the A's lineup, which is a pretty good lineup, 600 at-bats, 10 home runs, you know, 15 to 16, I don't know, 18 steals, um, you know, close to 350 ADP. He's another guy that I have pretty – like if I haven't gotten one of the top five shortstops – I'll just wait and I'll just scoop him up, you know, Jonathan scoop him up right at the end and yeah. uh, be pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a pretty safe play. I've always liked Andrews as like a, like pretty high ceiling kind of guy. And I think that like moving to Oakland could be really good for him. Um, mostly because I trust the A's a lot when it comes to their player development. I actually wrote an article um, about, the A's last year and it was specifically about um how like 
I looked at players who the A's brought in that had played elsewhere in the majors and like their launch angle before and their launch angle after. And like, they are like the A's have like led the league in launch angle for like consistently over the course of the last couple of years, especially yeah. last year. Yeah. It's, it was like, it was like a very noticeable thing. I caught on to it a couple of years ago and I've been watching. And so it's just this weird, it's this either a really weird coincidence or something very specific, but the A's seem to really be like bringing in guys who can really benefit from like those launch angle changes. So, like if like the prime wow. example was like Chris Davis when they traded for him, even though he had power in Milwaukee, he really mm-hmm. tapped into it and kind of like became, you know, this huge 40 home run guy in Oakland. So yeah. I'm not saying Elvis Andrus is going to do that, but um, you know, keep an I eye out. On, were. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Um, that would be really fun. But, you know, I mean, no, I that's... think, I think it could be good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like a sick little nugget to have in my back pocket. Uh, that's good to know. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know if I could really count on more homers for him, but uh, yeah, good average. Maybe, maybe we'll bump that up. Maybe I said 10 homers, maybe like, I don't know, like ceiling of like 15, maybe. Um, yeah. I, maybe, maybe not with the dead and ball this year, but who knows? Yeah, they got, that's good to know. He's got, uh, got onto a, team that really focuses on that all right who who do you have next all right so hmm, i'm gonna wait on that one i had i have an idea brewing but i think i'm gonna (laughs) i think i'm gonna wait i think i'm gonna go with joey Votto. um he's a he's just what 331 adp um and i think he's got like he had like a bad 2020, but um, I mean, Joey, that's like the first time in his career he's had a bad year. And, you know, I think that like, I think he could potentially like, you know, be like not what he was a couple years ago, but, you know, I think he could be a really solid value and you can probably slot him in and, you know, he's going to walk um, a decent amount just because he has great plate control. And, you know, if he can get like loaded in the middle of that Reds lineup, I think that he can, I think that he can really do some damage and knock in some runs. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I th- <laughs> he scares me a little bit, though. Like that, that drop off felt like it hit really hard over the last couple of years. And I, I know he did a little better, 114 WRC plus last year. And, Kind of figured a couple of things out. That average really sunk down, but I guess it's attributed to a really horrible BABIP um, now that I look at it. K rate's still pretty good. Walks are still pretty good. Okay. All right. Maybe I shouldn't be so scared of Joey Votto. I just, I think I had him in two, I think I had Ross him in 2019, like expecting, you know, 130 to 150 WRC plus. And uh, yeah, that's that one. That one hurt, yeah. But at the time, that it you know, yeah, it wasn't really wrong to expect that from him. Really, if you're looking at all, he was you know, that's where he lived. Yeah. So, so I think I, that scared me off a little bit. But I'm kind of, I'm coming back around. Yeah. Okay. I can respect it. He's too good. You know, I really should give him more credit. I mean, he's too good of a player. He's been good for so long, or was good for so long. 
I should be giving him the credit that he deserves that he could turn, turn it around, especially with, yeah, like you said, with a good lineup around him. Okay, who am I going with next? I'm going back to the Tigers. I'm going Robbie Grossman. I like that one. And my theme, yeah, thanks. I, my theme seems to be with these guys really late in drafts. I, I don't see where he is uh, ADP-wise, but I think I'm finding when I get into this portion of the draft, what I really want is just to load up on people who I know are going to play because it's really not as much of a concern for me when I'm crafting or working on strategy and building the team that I want. It's not as much of an issue in the beginning of the draft, but back here I'm honing on people who I think are going to get anywhere from 500, 550 at-bats. I think he could actually get more if he's going to hit leadoff, uh, which seems like he's going to. And another guy who I think could get 10, who could hit 10 home runs, 10 steals, and have a decent, maybe not a great batting average, but maybe like, I don't know, 240, 250 range, 240 at the at the floor. And uh, I think I picked him up in a couple of dynasty leagues as well after he signed that, that you know, pretty good two-year contract with the Tigers. I don't know. I like him a lot. What do you think about Grossman? You know, a uh, fun little thing. Where has he spent the last two seasons where he, when he kind of broke out? That's a good point. With Oakland. He was in Oakland, yep. And he really started to tap into that power. He had eight home runs last season. Um and that was in 192 plate appearances. So that's that's a good point. I mean, he's only eclipsed in his career 10 one time. He had 11 in 2016 with the Twins. But I think that like there's a legit chance that like if he takes what he had with him in Oakland to Detroit, that he could you know be a solid producer and you know like probably like a really solid fifth outfielder for you um, with like yeah. pretty high potential. You know. He's just a nice totally. guy to fill in the lineup on some days. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess at that pace, that's a good point. You know, fifty games, eight homers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously not projecting him for twenty homers, but that'd be. It's nice to know that there's maybe a ceiling of that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got. Cool. He's got some potential. I like him. All right. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, with Brad Keller. So another Keller. Another Keller. I have two um, <laughs> starting pitchers named Keller. Um, so I think Brad Keller is like, um, sorry, Brad Keller, but like just kind of boring fantasy wise. Like, like it's Brad Keller, and he's like also one of those guys that it's always been like his peripherals are so much worse than he's actually performed, but he's like consistently overperformed. Um, and like had, and has like actually been like a legitimately a good pitcher since the Royals selected him in the rule five draft. Right. And I think that like that division kind of sucks and I like that ballpark for him. He was really good last year, um, ERA wise. Um, but like all of the peripherals point to, you know, a low strikeout rate, not, you know, he has like a decent, um, walk rate but like he gets he keeps the ball on the ground he keeps it out of the air so he's not going to give up too many home runs and maybe the dead end ball is going to make a big impact and it could really benefit guys like keller because he's already super good at suppressing home runs and if he got even better yeah. at that it could be really good for him so 
I think he's a really safe pick to throw a lot of innings to because the Royals don't have much in terms of the rotation outside of him and Mike Miner and maybe some of their young guys, but I'm I'm sure those guys will have innings limits. So I like Brad Keller. Yeah. They have a couple people on the way. You know, Lynch and somebody else I can't think of at the moment. But yeah, I, I hear you. I think I think this is a good pick and mostly because like you said in the and and you know Sorry, Brad, uh, but he's just not that he's, he doesn't have the sexy K's, you know, there's no, no. There's like high K percentage and he's kind of, he's just kind of overlooked, but he's going to throw, I mean, he could throw 140 to 160 innings pretty easily. It seems like, and I'll take that. <laughs> Where did yeah. you say his ADP was again? Uh, his ADP is 325. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean it's he's great. I mean he's only twenty five as well, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but he um, like he's he has three hundred and sixty big league innings at this point, which is like two almost two full seasons of play. And I mean that's like two. There's like de- no, it's definitely two full seasons of like a starter's workload. Um, and he has a three point five ERA. He doesn't strike out many guys, but. He's got a pretty decent walk rate, and um, he has he's like got a point six home run per nine. Um, nice on on that um, over his career. So like over three hundred and sixty innings. If you, if by that point you have a point six home run per nine, I'm pretty sure you're just really good at at suppressing home yeah, runs. Pretty confident yeah. about that. Yeah, and over half That's of his awesome. um, over half of his batted balls are ground balls. So, like, there's just something going on with him. I don't know. Maybe he's, like, pretty good, and the peripherals are never going to like him, but he could just be, like, really solid. Yeah, like a uh, light, very light Kyle Hendricks type. You know, yeah. Obviously, obviously not not really in, in Kyle Hendricks' league, but, you know, ultra light. Michelob ultra light. Yeah. Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> yeah. I I also like the idea of Mike Matheny being their manager because he's like really go like, you know, he's like kind of old school, I guess. And um he might, you know, be more inclined to leave Keller in there the third time through the order, so maybe yeah. Keller could get some more wins or quality starts or whatever you want to do. Um but he should log a lot of innings. So, I like it. I'm here for it. Got it. Cool. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
All right, I'm just feeling like going with somebody next to I've talked about pretty much ad nauseum, but uh, I'll skip them and do a, do them a little later. Maybe I'll come up with somebody else. I'm going to go back to the outfield well in here and go with uh, Avicel Garcia. Okay. Who, again, whose ADP escapes me, but let me see if I can find it really quick. It is 316, so I haven't gotten super deep yet, but I don't know. I, I rostered him a little bit last year and he, he didn't have a, he didn't have a great season, but I still think, I still think he's got, you know, he can hit for average. He can hit some home runs. He can get you some steals. He's going to be in in the middle of an okay lineup. You know, maybe there's some playing time issues. So maybe this is where I veer off from my, you know, at bat floor that I'm looking for this, uh, this deep. But I don't know. I still, I still believe in this guy, and I still think, you know, I think I still think he's got a ton of value back this deep. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's definitely like some pretty high power potential. Like, um, yeah, I like that pick. Um, I don't think I have too much to add, but I no, mean, I mean, these guys are like he, yeah. he's another kind of like not, not boring but maybe just kind of like over or maybe a little boring, maybe a little boring and overlooked and just kind of dealt with some injuries. And I think, I think he could have a really nice, you know, rebound season. Good, yeah. Good batting average, good homers and throw in just like three, four steals. I'm okay with it. And good, you know, a decent walk rate and an okay strikeout rate. So, you know, good, good in points leagues as well. Yeah. Um, that's definitely good for points leagues. Yeah, I like it. I like him. I think he's good. All right. I am going to go with... Um, oh, I should add. I should add, I did hear that he came into camp, you know. He, he shed a couple LBs and, and felt good, you know, best shape of his life. Oh, so. best shape of his life. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going there now. Okay. <laughs> Best shape of his life. That's what we like to hear. Um, good for him. All right. I am going to... Um, I am going to go with... Um, this one's hard. I don't want to take a third pitcher yet. But I have my eyes on someone. Do it. Do it? do it? All right, I'm going to do it. All right, I'm going to take uh, Madison Bumgarner, who, to be oh. honest, I could not believe was here. I, what? Okay, let's let's hear it. All right, so Madison Bumgarner is at 330 ADP. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Like, I understand. Like, he had, like, a down year last year. Certainly, but it was like his first year with the new organization, and it was only 40 innings. And, you know, he had been just a workhorse before that. Uh, like, in his career, he has had... Here, this is like an interesting thing. Uh, in his career, he has had an ERA above four once. It was in 2020. Okay. Um, okay. So, and I think that, like... The Diamondbacks don't have a deep rotation, so I think that they're going to really, you know, work him. I heard some good stuff, too, about how, like, last season um, he was kind of getting, like, thrown off with, like, 
a lot of the new information that the Diamondbacks were giving him. And so this year they seem to be like kind of laying off of that a little bit. Um, yeah. So, um, trying to keep him, just make him a little bit more comfortable. He's also only 31, um, which is insane. Um, well, he's 31, but he's thrown almost 1900 innings. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, he, he's eclipsed 200 innings, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times already in his career. That and that obviously doesn't doesn't count, you know, the postseason as well. So that's not to discount or that's not to discredit what you were saying. It just mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, he's thirty one. He, shit, he's my age. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also gave up a lot of like a disproportionate amount of home runs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. <laughs> I'm going to give him, I mean, he, he had been playing in San Francisco, but, um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think that like at three thirty, he's like a pretty safe ad for a lot of innings. Um, and you know, maybe he can pick up some wins if the Diamondbacks are good. Every, like the Diamondbacks seem to be like good every couple of years, just like randomly. So maybe this will be their <laughs> year. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be the first one that, or this is the first one we, I, I actually don't really, I'm not in on Madison Bumgarner at all. I was last year and, and, uh, maybe it's recency bias from just getting burned from him, but just looking at, you know, decreased velocity, you know, just that, that worries me. I, I've heard that it's back up a little bit in spring training, which is encouraging, but I'm starting to feel like maybe there's a, Maybe there's a, a board bet here coming because I know you're, I know you, and I'm looking at it right now. You're right. There's an ERA under four every season except for, for 2020. But where would you set the over under on, a, on, on his ERA for 2021? Um, I'll probably take the over. I, I definitely would say I'm not comfortable saying it's under four. What about 4.2? No. Four and a half? I think he could do that. Like, yeah. I think that's, like, possible. But I don't know. Like, looking at, like, all the projection systems, like, mm-hmm. not a single projection system on Fangraphs sees him with an ERA. I think the lowest is 4.87. And so, like, you know... That's that like 4.5 would be within the margin of error, but like, so would five, five is he's, <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. literally closer to five. And the, like the projection system I trust, especially the pitchers, the most is steamer and they have him at 5.1. So if I had to say like over under ERA of five for him, I would take the under probably. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess maybe, um, I'm not that low on him. I, I think he comes in with an ERA somewhere between four and a half and five as well. Which, yeah. Which in my mind, even though he's going to eat up, you know, or he has the potential to eat up some innings, you know, if he's healthy, I don't, I don't know that 160 innings of five ERA. I, I don't know if that really helps me that much. It's going to help your ratios though. He has yeah, great okay. control. He doesn't walk. That's guys. true. That's true. So that's true. I don't have, you know, I, I don't have him rostered anywhere this year, but uh, yeah, I could, I, you're right. Just based on sheer volume and ratios, 
I could be total. I could be totally off on him. Yeah, I think. I think. Really, I really do think that he could be like a solid addition to the back end of someone's rotation. I mean, you know, 2019 he had a 24% strikeout rate and a 5% walk rate, which is like right on line with his career numbers. Um, he's only 31, so there's no reason as to why he can't, you know, do better. I think that if when we look at his career, um, I don't think that like 2020, I think that 2020 is most likely going to be the outlier year in his career. Um, but sure. like you said, well, he does have a lot of innings on his arm. And so maybe he, um, you know, maybe, maybe he's going to see an earlier decline than others and an earlier peak, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. He might be safer than some of the other ones I've, you know, I've got on my list for later in the draft as well, but, uh, I guess we can debate that when we get there. Yeah. My next one is going to be somebody I actually believe pretty strongly in who I think is going to take, uh, take the job and run with it just based on his bat uh, versus his, uh, <laughs> the guy ahead of him is Tyler Stevenson, a catcher for the Reds. Okay. Who, and I'm going to make a bold prediction here just because I think he, he's that good of a hitter. Like I think he's major league ready right now. And, and everything I've read of reports and, and other sites uh, on him, I've, I've read the same kind of sentiment. I've watched him hit. Um, I think by, I think by June, I think he takes, I think he takes the starting role, uh, and just runs away with it. And it's his, it's his for losing at that point. And hey, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to Cornelia, everybody. What's up, Cornelia? <laughs> I think uh, I think she likes that pick. <laughs> yeah, I think so. She came over and she was like, she was very talkative about that one. So yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. I think the Reds are probably. Um, I don't say I don't want to say they took a step back this off season, but they definitely did not take one forward. Um, but the central is bad, and you know he's an injury away from you know regular playing time and. He might even be like just a couple good at bats from regular playing time. I like that. Well, yeah, that's. I'm leaning more, you know, some of that, and I'm leaning more though on the fact that I just don't think Tucker Barnhart is nearly as good of a hitter as Tyler Stevenson is going to be or is currently. He's great, great guy behind the plate, but you got to hit, and I think I think Tyler Stevenson can hit. One thing that maybe, I mean, and I don't know, like, how much of an actual concern this could be, but, like, I wonder if, uh, like, the Reds um, are, like, really big on, like, pitch design and, um, like, all of the driveline stuff. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, how much of a benefit, like, Luis Castillo or, um, like, Sonny Gray might look at the, like, look at, like, having barnhart be like a personal catcher because of like how good of a defender he is like does barnhart make their pitchers yeah. better because of how well he frames and you know is he what makes you know trevor bauer into a cy young award winner or is he what you know turns around sunny gray's career i mean i'm not sure but i okay um <laughs> yeah no he, he totally he totally could be i mean just just based on his glove alone, I mean, you know, he's got a, you know, an 80th percentile, you know, 80th percentile framing for, for Tucker Barnhart. Um, 
you know, he, he, he's definitely an at, he's definitely great behind the plate. And with a team full of stud pitchers, strikeout artists, you know, that's, that's somebody, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't mind having back there. Uh, like I said, I still, I strongly believe though, that by, by I'm going to say by June, Stevenson runs away with it. And even if he's, you know, 60, 75% of the catcher, you know, out on the, you know, behind the dish that Barnhart is, I think he's that much better at the plate, like actually standing at the plate than Barnhart is at the moment. We'll see. Another, just a quick, bold prediction from me. Yeah, I like it. All right. I am ready. I'm going to take Adam Eaton. And I feel very strongly about Adam Eaton. Um, I think that he uh, is very, is kind of being underrated considering he's available at all at this point. Um, You know, he's got a, he's at 348 um, ADP. And I think that is just way too low. Um, for him, especially considering um, he's going to be hitting leadoff for the White Sox, I'm pretty sure. And really? I, I'm pr- I'm fairly certain that he's going to be hitting leadoff. Like, he's been hitting leadoff in spring training games. Uh, Tony Larusa's, you know, old school manager. He might have, you know, give a guy like Eaton the green light more often than not. Even though Eaton's 32, he's, you know, he stole 15 bases in 2019. Okay. So. Um, I think that he's got some like stolen base potential, um, and he could produce a lot of runs if he is able to stay healthy atop that lineup. You know, still a high OBP guy. Uh, I like him. I've been a, I've been an Adam Eaton fan for a long time though, so this is just a, this is a guy I can't quit. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I I thought he I thought I'd heard he might be a, a two hole hitter, but I. Um... Just kind of, I feel like he fits. I, I thought he sounded like it fits more the mold of TLRs, like old school mentality. You know, put the ball in play, kind of, kind of dude. I'm not really an Adam Eaton guy. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's maybe it's injuries. Hasn't he hasn't he dealt with injuries mm-hmm. quite a bit over yeah. the last couple of years? I just it was uh, 2017 and 18. He was hurt a lot, but when he wasn't hurt, he had almost like a 400 OBP. Really, that was what it was. Yeah, and like. In 2016, he broke out um, and had like a six war season um, for the White Sox, and that was when they traded him uh, to the Nationals. And then he just got hurt um, with the Nationals a couple seasons, but he played like basically like one full season, and then 2020, um, and you know he was he was good in that like you know the one full season, which is 2019, 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. I'm trying to search through here for the days, you know, the injury, lo- you know, log days. Yeah, there's like 230 days on the IL. I think that I think that's what kind of throws me off a little bit. But yeah, I mean, if he could if he could get in 140 games and, and the one two hole in that lineup, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to go back to the well, the guy I was talking about earlier, and I, I I probably don't need to talk about him too much, but I think he's got a ceiling of you know, 30, 35 homers if he can stop striking out. And then I think you know what I'm going to say. It's Evan uh, White. Oh, The okay. dude I have on, on all my teams, 
<laughs> we won't go. We won't get it too far. I know if you've listened to any of the episodes, uh, I think I think he can, has the capacity to cut his forty percent strikeout rate from last season, uh, even potentially in half. Even if it's 28 percent, which I think is totally reasonable. I think he could be a, a, an above average, in uh, you know, a very much above average first baseman. Got a great glove. He's going to be stuck in the li- in the middle of that lineup. He's going to be stuck out in the field every day. In a a lineup that I think is going to be better than than a lot of people think. So I know I I think I know your take on him already. But do you have anything you want to lay on me now that I've thrown it out there again? Um, <laughs> my money I, is where my mouth is with with this guy. I think I I think I checked. I think I have him on including best ball leagues. I think I have Evan White on eight teams this year. Have fun with that one. I know, um, right? I hope it works. And you know die. what? If it doesn't, I got him so late. I mean, that's that's the cool thing with, yeah. with some of these guys. You got you can get them so late in your drafts that you know if, even if you gave them a month, right? And it's just like it's awful. You can probably replace them fairly easily. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, like most of the time, like you know, if you look at like the last round or like the last two rounds of the draft, like retention rate. For mm-hmm. players, I'm sure that like you know, at like ten out of twelve teams, uh, I would guess don't have their last round draft pick on their team by like the second or third month of the season. Right. So, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. I think I'm gonna go with. Um, I wish you, you had third base eligibility, but you don't. Who are you going to say, Ty France? Uh, Tommy Listella. Oh, okay. Um, no. I like Ty France, man. I do like Ty France as well. Um, I, I'm glad that he got out of San Diego because he was not going to get playing time. Um, totally. yeah. So I'm, yeah, that was, that I'm was happy. bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. This is, I guess, our officially our, uh, Ty France portion of it where we will say good things about him um hmm, all right i'm between two guys now so i just want to make i want to see what kind of 2020 this guy had it was not good okay never mind uh, nico <laughs> Who, Goodrum. Are you i was looking about? i was looking at nico goodrum um okay yeah no, I, like nico goodrum. I do too yeah i i i i rostered him in a couple leagues for a little bit um but i kind of quit him and i didn't know how he did in 2020 and he did bad so, um, all right, I'm going to go with um, a shortstop. I'm going to go with Miguel Rojas in Miami. Um, okay. I think that he's just like a pure volume guy, and he had a really, really good season for the Marlins, and, you know, the underlying stats did not necessarily agree. But at an ADP of 409, I think that's our first 400s player. Um, Oof. Yeah, you know, you're looking at some pretty good value, yeah. I was looking at the shortstops late, and I was like, my God, there's not too many that I like all that much. (laughs) So I guess this might be the official message of maybe try and get a shortstop before pick 300. Uh, Yeah, I agree, except unless I I know I can get Andrus later on, like real, you know, like for sure. (laughs) I really know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like Rojas. I think that he could be good. I think that he could, like, there's probably, like, an equal chance that he could be bad. Um, 
So I think it's Which established as just kind of the case with some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. These are there's definitely there's a very there's like very few names on this list of guys. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of these guys are below 300 and or I guess above 300. Um, but you know, maybe I mean I'm sure that you know we're picking what like yeah like 12 13 guys each i'm sure that a couple of them will have really good seasons like we can't strike out on all of them right oh i hope not yeah and i, I we should probably keep track for you know posterity and for oh. accountability's sake but uh oh believe me uh, i will i'll give frequent updates please please i i'm i expect to hear about it every time evan white strikes out oh you will there will be a text <laughs> i'm going to create one of those twitter bots <laughs> <laughs> and like it's only going to follow you and if and evan white if he has a twitter Great. and uh, that would Great. be so mean of me oh my gosh i'd feel so bad for evan white um horrible you're horrible yeah. i don't like talking bad about players like it's not easy to do no it's it, not it, i mean it, i feel like part of the part of our analysis is doing that or or kind of looking at risk but it gets lost in the fact that the, like, these are humans and yeah, you know, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Um, as I, I say that, as I'm, you know, plotting to text you every time Madison Bumgarner throws a ball next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone took Jonathan scope with the 109th pick in their draft. Wow. Really looking at his high. I'm like trying to see, I'm like, I wonder if any of these guys were in the top 100. And I think the closest is scope at one Oh nine. Um, so, I don't know. Wow. I wonder if that was right after he signed or something like that and he got some weird boost or something. I, I, I don't know. That's really yeah. early. That's a, that is, <laughs> yeah, it's really early. I don't <laughs> think I'd be comfortable taking him until like the late 200s probably. Like the mid to late 200s, I would say. Depends. Yeah, like if, if second baseman on some sort of weird late 200 run or something like that and i needed i needed a guy i, I don't know he's yeah. he's kind of league specific too i mean he like if i need homers late too he go after it but i don't ha i don't have him in all my leagues yeah uh, okay rojas who was rojas again 409 yeah Dang, that's late man it's really late who do i have next I need a third baseman. I'm going Yandy do. Diaz, man. Ah, oh, man, that was my third baseman. Oh, the first snipe. Oh, the first snipe. Oh, man. Because we, because we set this as kind of a ESPN, I don't know, maybe I didn't say that earlier, but an ESPN points league kind of general parameters, uh, he just has such good strikeout and walk rates, and I refuse to believe that he's going to only barrel the ball two percent of the time like he did in 2020 i just don't think that it's possible that that big of a human is only going to barrel the ball two percent of the time yeah it just doesn't honestly he's like the most perplexing player i think yeah and like when he got traded to the rays i was so happy because i love the players that are on the race and i was like they're gonna fix yandy diaz he's gonna hit fly balls he's gonna barrel the ball and it's gonna be awesome i'm like we're gonna be looking at miguel Sano who doesn't strike out <laughs> and and then it just hasn't happened like he was good in 2020 
Like he actually had like a good season. He's like a high OBP guy because of how much he walks. Oh, totally. Um, totally. but like, I mean, it's just so weird. Like, it just he makes no sense to me. Like, it just I look at that human being and i'm like there's no way and then like you see his projection and it's like oh 10 home runs and it's like how like he looks like nelson cruz like (laughs) yeah i don't know well it's that negative eight degree launch angle yeah that's the that's the problem i just that came out of that came out of nowhere and i think i i have to imagine he spent some time working on that this offseason i have to imagine that yeah i mean yeah, it's a weird case. I mean, a, a a new low K rate, a new high walk rate, and a negative eight degree launch angle. It's just like so extreme. It's almost like, and this seems to be the case with a lot of other people, or, or not a, maybe not maybe not a lot, but it's like you get weird cases like this in in this COVID you know stricken twenty twenty season where it seems to me like just looking at the line here, maybe he was just a a little bit more patient than usual. Uh, Maybe he was caught off guard. He like fouled off some, you know, fouled off a lot of balls. I have to do some more research into this, but like the low K rate and the high walk rate suggests to me that he's so, so patient. But then, like when he just happened to make contact, he's just grounding out too much of the time. I just, I just don't believe that this is gonna stick around. I think, I, I think, actually, I actually think that Yanni Diaz could blow up next season. Be really, really good. I hope so. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've been waiting for it. But I think that there's like a, I think there's a strong likelihood that he could end up, you know, only with like 300 plate appearances because yep. of the Rays. Yep. Um, even if he's like really good, like I'd only expect like 450 plate appearances out of him. But, That's totally fair. I mean, you know, you know that those are going to be some high OBP. He's going to walk, and he's going to hit probably. I mean, maybe he can figure something out. But yeah, I really I like so. him. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I got to find a new third baseman. Um, in the meantime, I can take um, an outfielder who I enjoy quite a bit, actually. Um, oh no, not not Clayton Kershaw. That's not who I want. I'm sorry, I'm typing. Um, I am going to take Alex Dickerson mm, from right. the San Francisco Giants. Um, I like it. Yeah. he's a, He had a really good year last year, and I like what the Giants kind of got going on. They've got a lot of weird stuff, and like they're a they're like a weird team of like a like yeah you know you look at their lineup and you're like what, and then they're like oh but some of them are like actually good and you're like oh okay and I think Alex Dickerson's like kind of one of those guys okay. where it's where you look at the name and you're like oh he's like a fourth outfielder right and they're like no 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 he's like the starting right fielder and it's like okay 
Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know, Mikey Skremski is a lot better, and we've talked about him in previous episodes. But like, just kind of like the like, you look at those names, and you're like, Evan Longoria. And you're like, well, he could be good, maybe. Like, you know, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, you know, those type of guys. Tommy gotcha. Lestella. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. You got him in. The... Fun fact, Alex Dickerson played at the same Little League that I did. Oh, that's right. I remember that. You told me that. Wow. Pretty cool. Fun fact. Fun I enjoyed facts. that one. That's a good one. Should do a fun fact segment one of these days, too. Yeah. You know what? Just one, for fun. One day, Mom, I was with my dad, and we were, we were at Petco Park, and we were watching the Mets and the Padres play. And um, this was right after the Padres signed Eric Hosmer. And um, I ah, was. yes. Yeah. And Eric Hosmer was at the plate, and I was sitting in my chair, and I looked up at the Padres scoreboard, and I saw, like, you know, how they have the fun facts. Well, Eric, the the fun fact, like, for Eric Hosmer was his contract details. Okay. And I was like, one, <laughs> that's just a fact. Like, I don't know how fun that fact is. Two, I don't think <laughs> that fact is a very fun one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, are, I don't know. What are they how... thinking a bunch of people are out in the stands who enjoy reading contract details? I don't, like, I don't know uh, who writes those. <laughs> I see. He signed for seven years and some odd million dollars. That's interesting. Oh. Very fun. It's like, that's not what fun facts are supposed to be. Yeah, that's like, very relatable to the you know average Joe Schmo out in the stands. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, why don't you, I mean, like, you know, he's like a, like, Eric Hosmer is just like, you know, he's a, he's a white guy. You know, ask him what his favorite Marvel movie is. Like, I'm sure he has one. Like, just look at him. I don't know. Um, okay, moving on. Is it moving my turn? On. No, it's your turn. I have no idea. I, I think it's no your turn. Idea. I think I oh, just yeah, took Alex turn. Dickerson. Yeah, I'm going to go with my first pitcher. I'm going to go with Dean Kramer on the Baltimore Orioles, who I'm actually really excited about, who who really just kind of jumped onto my radar last year. I picked him up in the TDG Roto League. And I I think this dude has like really sneaky good stuff. And I he had he only pitched in four or five games last season in the last game. I believe he gave up four, four or five runs and just two and a third, two and two thirds, something like. No, he gave up seven earned runs and two and two thirds, which obviously sucks. He was playing the Red Sox, um, so decent lineup. But I think if it wasn't for that, let's say he gave up just a couple earned runs uh, and maybe one extra inning, I think we'd be talking about him in a much different light. I think he's going to be fairly cemented in the. Uh, fairly cemented in that rotation. It's not a great division to pitch in, uh, but I like the spin on his pitch on, on his fastball. Um, I like his K rate. I think he added. I, I thought I had heard he added a cutter this off season as well, which is exciting to go with the rest of his uh, the rest of his arsenal. Uh, sinker, curveball, four seam, changeup. I mean, I don't know. I see big. I see big things from Dean, and you can get you can get him. Where where is he at? He's he's super late. Five twelve right now. ADP of five twelve. Wow, that's I mean that's late. That's low. I mean that's almost that's almost like streamer streamer level. But I I I think he's gonna be 
I think he's going to be better than that. I think I probably end up playing him, you know, let's say out of 10, you know, out of every 10 games he plays, I'd, I'd want him in my lineup out, you know, five to seven of those. I, I, I'd consider that to be better than a streamer. Yeah. I like that. I like him a lot. I think, I think he's really good for a lot of the reasons you said. Um, he's also on the Orioles, which means he, they're going to give him a shot. Um, yeah. I like him. Totally. I, I really do. All right. Um, I'm going to take my third baseman now that I got sniped. Uh, and that is uh, <laughs> someone I've talked about on the pod previously, and that is Edwin Rios with the Dodgers. Um, I really like Edwin Rios. He's at 371 ADP. He had a pretty good year last year. And he can he kind of like plays all over the diamond a little bit, just how the Dodgers do with their players, which is cool. So I expect him to get a decent amount of playing time. And I think they kind of see him as like, you know, if they don't go out and find a third, like a big time third baseman, I think they kind of see him as like a third, ba- like a guy who could be their third baseman of the future, or at least like fill that hole and play first base every so often if Max Muncy can't, or you know whatever reason. Right. Um, I think you know he had really good min- he had really good numbers in the minors. He had really good numbers last year. He's kind of been on my radar for like a little over a year and a half now. And I'm a big fan, um, and I think that he has a good shot at like regular playing time, especially with the Dodgers, who like to create strategically use the injured list. And I trust their player development a lot as well. So I think he's good. Yeah, anybody, anytime you can get somebody late on the Dodgers, or well, realistically, anybody on the Dodgers, yeah, you're probably you're probably doing well, regardless of where you snag him. Yeah. All right, good one. The next one I'm going to pick, and I guess I should probably check his ADP here. Yep, 518, Steven Matz. Love it. Going super deep. I think he, I think with a new team, a new young, like fun team, new environment, I, I'm kind of just throwing out 2020 for him. And I know we do that on a case-by-case basis. You know, the home run, the fly ball rate just just exploded. The ground balls disappeared. Um, some, somehow had a career-high K per nine. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but uh, I, he, he's much better than this. And the last time we saw a full season out of him, 160-inning uh, season out of him in 2019, uh, I, I would say he was... At the very least, you know, a league average pitcher, maybe an above average pitcher, you know, almost a strikeout per inning, you know, 4.2 ERA is not great, but relatively close to, you know, other peripherals. And just, just like, uh, just like Kramer, he's basically free. And I, I think in, at the end of the season, I have him in a, in, I'll use this for reference. I have him, I actually picked him up off the waiver wire in a season long points league. I think at the end of the season, he, he's much better than what, you know, we, we find out he's much better than what he's being projected at by projection systems right now. Yeah. I, um, so later on, we're going to talk about, um, what the two of us are up to. And I'm, I actually just finished writing an article. Um, and I had been doing some research and, 
on some underrated starting pitchers that I'll dive into a little bit later. But Steven Matz was someone who very almost almost made the cut onto this pretty exclusive list of like oh, really? breakout like potential breakout starting pitchers. Um, oh, Matt's yeah, Matt's had a really weird year last year. Um, if you just go and look at his numbers, everything just looked weird. And yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel about like the old Mets regime when it came to like handling their players, um, <laughs> just in general. So uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, I do like I do like Stephen Matz, and I think the Blue Jays need that kind of like rotation depth, so he'll get innings. All right. For sure, for sure. I'm going to take my catcher, and this one I feel I feel really good about. Um, at the ADP of 356, I will be taking Ryan Jeffers on the Ooh, Minnesota okay. Twins. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Ryan Jeffers, uh, he was, I think, a second-round pick of the Twins a couple years ago. And he came up in 2020. Yeah, so he was the he was the second round pick of theirs in 2018, 59th overall, um, and he was kind of viewed as like a bat first kind of prospect, uh, and then the Twins worked their magic that they do, and now he's like a an elite like framer, um, and like just an elite defensive catcher who can also hit, uh, which I really like, and I think that Mitch Garver's probably you know, on the way out. So I think that Jeffers could really take over the starting job in a way that you kind of talked about Tyler Stevenson. I kind of view Ryan Jeffers in the same light, but Jeffers had a 355 OBP last year and he uh, hit a couple home runs. Um, he's not going to steal any bases because catchers don't, but I, I think that he could be like a league average hitter, which for a catcher is, you know, pretty darn good. There's only a couple catchers that are probably above average hitters regularly. And Jeffers was consistently above average hitting wise in the minors. Um, and at every level, he performed pretty well and hit yeah. well. And with the defense, I think he could do it. Uh, weirdly, coincidentally, uh, Steamer hasn't projected for a 100 WRC plus. So there you, there you there go. There you go. Perfectly yeah. average. Perfectly average. <laughs> I'll take it. I think, and I think he's got higher ceiling than that as well. We've got at. Uh, I, I was just looking at the TDG rankings. We've got him ranked for Dynasty. We've got him ranked number twenty six out of all catchers, and he's the number eight prospect or catcher prospect, I should say. So yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty I like that. Viewed very highly. I, 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 to be honest, don't know too much about him. Just kind of peripheral knowledge, but uh, I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, something that's good too is that the person below him on the catching depth chart is uh, Williams Estudio, so it's not like he's got like a guy blocking him from the part-time role that he'll share with Garver. Um, and I think that the Twins are, you know, they spent a second-round pick on this guy, you know, as recently as you know two, three years ago. So I think that they they're going to be pretty aggressive with him, and probably he'll probably be on the opening day roster. And I think he could be the regular catcher by the end of the year. Awesome, awesome. My my dynasty teams don't don't like to hear that about Mitch Garver, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. I, I might be able to pick up Jeffers somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right, my next one is going to be 
another pitcher. I'm going three pitchers in a row here. I'm going with Trevor Rogers on the Marlins, who do I think is an absolute stud and who I keep forgetting to find the ADP for. Uh, I'm going to grab it real quick, 423, so still pretty late. Uh, I, I, think, I think this dude's a stud. Is this dude a stud? Or is it just me? <laughs> I I actually agree with you. I think he's really good. Um, I, I I really do. I'm I'm a believer. I mean, yeah, like uh, so, spin rate, whiff rate, K rate, it, it's all it's fantastic. It's obviously it's 28 innings from last year, right? So maybe I need to pump pump the brakes a little bit. But 39 strikeouts in 28 innings. You know, maybe some control issues. That whip is a little high. But, man, like uh, high mid to high 90s from the left side on the Miami Marlins, a team that seems to be doing fairly well in the pitching development categories or department right now. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, I like him. I, I, I like what the Marlins are doing. They've turned out multiple good starting pitchers that we didn't think anything of but now all of a sudden we're all paying attention to pablo lopez and sandy alcantara and look where zach gallon is so yeah i agree i i 100 am on board with you all right cool um hmm. this last one I'm going to get a little bit risky as this one's... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kind of the one I've been advising. I advised you to do something similar to this. And um, I think that I'm going to do it. So I'm going to go with Joe Adele here. Okay. I think Joe Adele is a classic example of like, you know, one of those guys you, he will be there probably in your last round of your redraft league at 349 ADP. Um. And I, I don't, I mean, I, I was thinking about something today, actually, that kind of, uh, my initial impression with Adele was that he was, um, very likely to, you know, like start the year and spend a lot of the year at AAA. But then I really got thinking and I was like, you know, the AAA season doesn't start until May. Right. And I don't know. I mean, like, are the angels like going to want him to like be on the alt site? considering they brought him up last year like it's probably appealing and like maybe he gets sent down when the triple a season starts but if he hits well to start the season they're not going to send him down they're trying to win and i really like adele still i think he's got huge power and huge speed potential and at 349 he's pretty low risk like and I think that like the reward is extremely high with him, totally. um, considering his you know prospect pedigree. And I think the Angels are likely to give him a chance. I don't by July. I don't see Dexter Fowler stealing much playing time from him. God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially because you advised me to take him, and I took him. So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, good one. I'm going to go with my first, well, my last pitcher, my first, well, and only relief pitcher. I'm going with Trevor May on the Mets. Let's see where he's going. He's going 457. Another guy who's who's going to be sitting there. And, and so this one is risky as well, right, as are a lot of relief pitchers. Um, and, but I do think from an ERA standpoint, whip standpoint, you know, strikeouts to a certain degree, you know, as many strikeouts as a, as a relief pitcher can, can get you. Uh, I just think this dude is really good. And I think that if I know that Edwin Diaz is going to have a, a fairly, you know, have a lot of leeway, right? He, he's obviously the Mets guy, but I think Trevor May is lurking. I think, and I think if he, if Edwin Diaz falters for long enough, or if there's a couple blown saves in a row, I think may get some chances. He might even get some save chances anyway. If you're in a holds league, especially, I think mm-hmm. May May is a, a, is actually a huge target of mine in holds leagues, which I'm in, I'm in a couple of those. Um, I think the dude is just really good. Good slider usage. Um, I think I looked and saw like more, you know, um, like increased, uh, yeah, like oh yeah, massive increase in slider usage. So decrease the fastball it threw us a lot more sliders went from 14 and a half percent to 32 and a half percent that's just that that's awesome I think that with a 34 and a half whiff rate on that oh man that's a good pitch yeah keep using it my man may man <laughs> I I like him you know and I like the Mets bullpen um yeah and Ooh. like you said with Edwin Diaz he's not a guarantee. All right, with the last pick in the draft, I'm going to. I decided I'm going to do this one for fun. Um, I'm going to bring us full circle, and I'm going to take Joe Kim Soria. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> who I mentioned earlier. So Soria is actually projected to be the uh, closer for the Diamondbacks. Um, okay. He he is projected by Steamer and most other projection systems for about twenty three saves, uh, and you can get him at I think he barely crosses the three hundred mark. Let me see, uh, three oh nine. So wow, at eighty at an ADP of three oh nine, uh, you could potentially pick up twenty three saves. So I think there's a decent chance, like if he's good, uh, he could get traded. At the deadline, if the uh, Diamondbacks aren't good, um, another guy I almost picked here. If Soria gets picked in your league, because maybe people are on to him now that he's kind of emerging as the favorite for that role. Um, Brian Garcia with Detroit uh, was a okay. guy that I was considering. I took him in TGFBI as one of my uh, late closers because I kind of slept and took closers late. Um, so I think that he's got he's got like the. Um, I guess like the lead in a competition for that role, but I think that role is going to be pretty fluid with AJ Hinch as manager. So I don't know exactly if Garcia will have the role by the end of the year, but he certainly seems in line to start the season getting some saves and should definitely get some holds. I love it. Yep. Under the radar. Okay. Last pick in the draft. And obviously I've, torn here because i want to go 
back to the well again because I'm that kind of guy. I wanted to, I wanted to say Taylor Trammell. I wanted to say Edward Olivares, uh, but I won't. I'm going to pick somebody <laughs> new. I'm going to pick somebody new and go with Josh Naylor, who I think is actually a really splendid hitter and could push for anywhere 450 to 400 plate appearances, hit you know, mid-teens home runs, steal a couple bases, and, and with a ceiling of like a 280 batting average, that'll play. That'll totally play. I think this, I think this dude is going to – I actually think he's, gonna, he's really going to rake this year. Um, maybe, it, maybe Cleveland isn't that great overall, but I think Naylor is going to be great. Yeah, I I like Naylor, and I think that he's got an like he's got a spot, which is great. Um, Cleveland's you know not great at producing runs or you know making hitters hit uh, that aren't named uh, like Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez, but <laughs> um, you know I, I I tend to think that like he's a pretty low risk kind of guy. And they're going to give as many shots as possible to any outfielder who has any chance of doing any amount of hitting. So right. I like the pick. Yeah, and at 401. Pretty safe. Wow. He's an easy pick. Yeah, easy. Safe, easy pick. Totally. All right, man. That's good stuff. There's some sleepy stuff there. Yeah. And uh, in a you know 12-team league, you can get all these guys pretty easily. Yeah, that's some content right there. God, a lot. There's a lot of names we just threw out there for sure. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for being available as always, man. It's just always so good to talk baseball, well, with anybody, but especially with you, man. Yeah, I agree. I I love the, like I love our little time together. It's it's very fun. Um, I agree. And now that we're done with our rankings previews, I have you all to myself. <laughs> Well, I'm around. I'm always down to, well, especially late at night when my kid's asleep, man. I'm always down to do this. So we'll be, uh, for everybody out there, we'll, we're going to be getting, our plan is to drop an episode every Monday at the very least. Uh, if we feel like it, we'll get together to do, you know, or if we feel like it and we can schedule stuff, you know, fairly easily, we'll get together and do more of them. But uh, yeah, man, this, this is great. What else are you working on right now? Where um, we'll just remind people where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Joe Garino, uh, G A Joe G J the. Leave that in. Um, I will. J O E G A R I N O. If you didn't already know. Um, so currently, I'm working on. Um, well, working on. I'm actually done with. Um, with my piece uh, called the DeGrom formula. Yeah, man, I'm excited to read this. I've been hearing a lot about this the last couple weeks. Yep, it's done. Um, I I wrote it all last night, but I had been doing research for a couple weeks, and um, I put a lot of... Wait, you you wrote it all last night? Yeah. You're insane. I wrote 2,000 words. Um, Oh, my God. I'm not... I I can't write rough drafts. I write everything all at once um with everything that i do um yeah maybe i shouldn't have said that um but it's okay um whatever (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm really excited about it i really like it and it's kind of i feel like it's more than like a baseball piece it kind of uh 
like I kind of, I kind of got like a little bit personal with it about like how like I got into fantasy like fantasy baseball or just like baseball analysis in general and a lot of it had to do with uh with like this thing called the the Kluber criteria or the Kluber formula it's like a really old article and so I kind of wrote like a like a homage to that and also did some analysis of my own um by reworking the formula that had been implemented and creating something of my own that was a little bit different but along the same lines and i think i think everyone's gonna really enjoy it and i at least can hope so oh i'm i know i'm gonna enjoy it I'll, yep. I'll, I'll i'll pick your brain any day man yeah i can get it through writing and I, I haven't read one of your pieces in a while i'm looking forward to it yep so that should be coming out um i believe either on monday or tuesday um cool. I'm waiting i'm just awaiting editing at this point so cool yep what about Keep you out, everybody me uh well we'll be doing this podcast i think our next episode i'd like to do i'd actually like to have people uh send in like their breakouts and then you know their breakout potential breakout players and we'll we'll do a little ranking and analysis next week i thought that could be kind of fun right before the season starts uh round tables dynasty divorces uh I'm editing Dynasty's Child as well. And I also wanted to give a, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually only in, or no, I'm in, uh, I'm in Razzlam right now, which is great. Uh, shout out to them. But I'm in another draft that started tonight and it was organized by Nicole Cahill. And it's, it's called the Dinger Derby. It's, so it's a best ball homers league. I don't know if you've, have you ever heard of anything like that before? I've heard of best ball. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's essentially best ball for, but just for homers. You draft, you know, I think there are 15, 15 teams. You draft six players and each week, the five players who hit the most homers, like those, those are your guys, you know, instead of like a full lineup, like, oh, like awesome. you would a normal best ball. Yeah. Right. It's, it's so cool. So uh, she posted a while back that she was setting this up and it was, you know, she, uh, Nicole Cahill again. She runs a site uh, called neuroatypicalneighborhood.com, and you can you can find well you can find her at Twitter uh, at Nicole Cahill um, underscore, and you can find uh, uh, neuroatypical neighborhood at neuroa neighbor that's n e u r o a neighbor, and I I really like what she's doing. I just wanted to give her a quick. Uh, shout out! I, I uh, messaged her earlier and told her I was going to do this. Uh, like her whole her whole mission with with the site is uh, it's centered around destigmatizing mental illness and uh, you know depression, anxiety in young adults and kids. And it, it's it's so cool. It res it resonates with me just having dealt with those same things as an adult and. Um, so everybody out there listening, if, if you have, you know, definitely go check it out. I don't think they're doing any more of these leagues. Um, I don't think she's doing any more this year, but maybe next year. Something, definitely something to check out. That's so awesome. I, I had no idea. I'm looking at her Twitter profile right now. And everyone, you should go and follow her. I can already tell. I mean, like, oh yeah, it's really just cool. looking at, like, her pin tweet and, like, what you were just saying. Like, this is, like... This is really great, and like I think that's like so awesome that we have like her presence and like she's doing that for the betterment of the community and everyone. So that's awesome. Absolutely, 
absolutely very very cool go check her out that's once again it's at nicole cahill underscore and at neuro that's n-e-u-r-o a neighbor on twitter as well you can check out the site and the link there as well just want to give her a quick shout out i'm really excited there's a lot of cool things coming right now as always great to t- great you know, like i said great to talk shop with you man uh if you have the time and means Please subscribe to the show. Give us a, a, a you know a cool rating, a five star rating, if you don't mind. We really appreciate it. Uh, and follow the show on Twitter at Join the Ranks TDG. I really, really appreciate it. As always, the feedback we've gotten from people um, around the industry at, at TDG and uh, our family as well, or other people that are listening, it, it's really cool. We're really excited to do more of these. Uh, if you have other suggestions for the show, you know, content-wise, what what you'd like us to put out there, please send us a message. Uh, we're very open to that. Uh, in the meantime, as well, too, please check out Dynasty's Child, Dynasty Divorces, and You Can Dynasty Baseball, too. There's other podcasts in the TDG network. And, uh, well, I think that's it for today. Or tonight, I guess. <laughs> Once again, this has been Join the Ranks. Thank you for joining us. And that's all we have. Be nice to yourself. Be good to each other. We'll see you next time.